You're tuned in to the Morning Blitz. All they do is sit around and talk. On 102.5 U Rock and the Rockingham app. Continuing on a Monday program here on the Morning Blitz. Glad you're with us. 38 degrees outside, and we're going to start seeing some cooler temps. Uh, 45, the temp today. I know, th- was it Friday? Friday's the day, right, Christian? Then it's going to be like 30? I think it's Friday, or is it Thursday? I think it's Friday, and I think there is a chance of snow yes. as well. 50%. I thought it, was, it might be 40 to 50% chance of some snow oh, there. boy. I know they're talking. It's going to be a nasty day across the Midwest. I think it ain't going to be very fun. And there's a lot of football games that get played collegially on Friday, and uh, they, of course, state championship games get played on Saturday. It could be real chilly on Saturday. So um, we're at that time of the year, and uh, it's 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 probably we're probably due. I wore shorts every single day last week, so that's a little weird. I do have officially long pants on today, uh, not just pants, but long pants on today. So uh, we're good to roll. All right, let's get to our. Uh, losers of the weekend. Are we going to continue our weekend winners and losers? Christian, where are you going with your loser of the weekend? Now, I, I hate to start it off this way uh, because the last couple of weeks I've done uh, a little bit more fun losers. This one, not fun uh, at all. My loser is injured players. Uh, it seems like, now you can correct me again if I'm wrong here, but if your team played football, this weekend, you had a player get injured. It was brutal. Obviously, the headline is where it should be. Jordan Travis got uh, a, a horrible Florida State injury. quarterback, Looked, for those who don't Florida know, State of the undefeated yes, Seminoles yes. of Florida State. Which is brutal for a lot of reasons. Uh, one, it did not look pretty. If you haven't seen it, I would <laughs> it not recommend bad. looking that up at it's all. It's one of those where you look at it and you're thinking, if you get you, you break it, and you're like, uh-oh, my foot's off in another direction yep. it shouldn't be. Yep, it's a, it was a Gordon Hayward esque break. Um, was was not pretty. Uh, again, he is the Florida State quarterback. He was having one of those kind of fringe Heisman hopeful type seasons. Certainly the best of his career, and had the Seminoles undefeated. They're still in a position where they could potentially win the ACC and still make kind of limp into the playoffs here without him. But he is kind of the heart and soul. Of your football team, he does a lot for you. That stinks. But you also had Joey Bosa uh, get carted off in tears. He was not uh, looking great. We we don't know what that injury is based on his reaction. Uh, of course, you would say it was really bad. Um, the list goes on and on. Taylor Rapp, the Bills' safety, collapsed. Had uh, obviously gave Bills fans. He took a shot. Yeah, he took a shot yeah. pretty bad. Um and and he got uh, I believe it was in an ambulance that they they had to yep. do the whole set him up and, and get him off. Uh, Cooper Cup went down ankle injury. Kenneth Walker. Obli- I mean, the, the, there is a very very long list of headline players that got injured, and uh, that just stinks to see. I'm not I'm not going to do what I see a lot of people do uh, once you see all these injuries, which is every field should be, you know real grass from here on out and why don't we do blah 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 i think i think that's always an overreaction as it would be now i think it just it just sucks to see uh, a true loser uh of the weekend injured players and, and there were a lot of them i think there's been a lot of injuries just i i, th- I think it's almost every year christian we just I, we just think about it at the middle or the end points of the season like god there's a lot of injuries i mean there's every year there's injuries um, football is a collision sport. It is not a contact sport. It's a collision sport. 
Every time you go out there and you're a ball carrier, you're a tackler, it's like getting into a tiny car wreck. You're 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 hitting, you know, it's 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 a and it's a danger, you know, and, and guys are trying to be safer and tackle lower, and that results in knee injuries and ankle injuries. I mean, it's it's the way this game is. And and as bad as it sounds, it's why we love it. Uh, that's why I love it. I, I love it for the physicality. I love it for the team concept of the game. It's why it's my favorite sport. But I mean, it's here's the biggest thing when I when I think about the injuries things. I, I do think there are I do think there are some things when it comes to the field, and I'm not saying you got to change all the fields. I am saying there is something to it. I think there are a lot of teams in professional football and in college football who practice on grass but then play on turf. And I think that is there is a connection there to where if you are playing on turf and you practice on grass, your body is not used to that 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 recoil that the rubber pieces can cause in your foot. And that's if you ask me, I think that's why Aaron Rodgers had an Achilles deal. He practiced on grass. He played on he practiced on grass when he was the Jets. He practiced on grass and played on Jets when he was with the Packers. And then he plays on a turf field and has a friend. Now I'm not saying it happens all the time, but I think there is somewhat of a small connection there between that. I'm not saying I'm not here saying that we need to change all the fields. I'm not saying that, but I do really think that Americans, American turf management people, need to go over to Europe and take a look at what people are doing over there when it comes to making grass for pitches for the soccer stadiums. Go take a look at that. They make this hybrid where it's partial turf, it's partial grass, it's a mix together. They make some – it's really unique stuff they got over there. And I really think that football in America is a little bit behind the times, and they need to start using some of that stuff that Europe has developed for their football to be better. That's that's my opinion on the field. But, but there, you're right. There's no doubt injuries are terrible, but it is a sport that there's going to be a lot of injuries. It's just there's a lot of big names that seem to be popping up when it comes to injuries. I'm, I'm not going to argue with you on the on the turf grass thing. I've actually never heard uh, of this football stuff that you're talking about with the mix of grass and turf. Uh, I'm sure that would be an interesting thing at least to, to look into. Uh, especially in light of all the big names being injured, I will say Aaron Rodgers uh, had his Achilles problem because his foot got crushed at an awkward angle underneath a defensive lineman. Uh, I think I think that is pretty clearly why he got injured. But I I get that there it was especially bad. I think this weekend because none of the injuries had anything to do with like the turf because usually after a weekend like this you see a lot of the players pointing fingers and all the players love to go with the the turf as the blame even after watching a super bowl where everyone you know a lot of non-contact injuries can be blamed well, on some of that yeah, stuff exactly. that's that's and there a, were a lot of i know that aaron Rodgers getting dragged down uh, and he got landed on, but if you watch that replay, you'll see his foot is like in a position where he's trying to keep his, you know, his cleats in the ground. He's trying to kind of push off, and you see his Achilles pop. Most of the time, Achilles injuries are not from people landing on you. It's how your foot, you know, it, it just pops because it well, recoils back. So, well, he got landed on because his foot bent all the way back. I mean, his well, his foot was darn near parallel with his shin if you can think of that. I am not a doctor. I'm not going to get into this. <laughs> I'm not a doctor, but look. I will say kind of adjacent to this real quick. Uh Kareem Jackson might need to find a new like a side job or something. He's 
he laid the boom on Josh Dobbs, and which did not injure him. Dobbs, you know, was fine and played the rest of the game. But that man is going to get a fine out the wazoo. He loves to get fined. He loves. He loves to get, loves fined. To get fined. He loves, he loves it. Uh, my loser of the week, and I'm going to go with, uh, unfortunately, area JUCO basketball teams. A very tough weekend for them. A combined 0-4 for Northwest Tech and Colby Community College. Uh, Northwest Tech women lose. They, Northwest Tech was at Cali. Colby was at Garden to begin the season. Uh, Northwest Tech women lost 85-62 at Cali, dropping to 1-4. Cy Crowley, Serena Lee each chipped in 19 points, but lost down there at Cali. Uh, slow starts. That was the biggest thing uh, when you look at all these games. More on that in a second. The Tech men... Had a, had a, got off to a slow start. We're down 14 and a half. Played better in the second half, but still lost 80-69 to Cali. Arts less than double-double, 20 points, 12 boards. Mavericks are 3-3. Three and three. Uh, Colby Community College Lady Trojans lost 76-58 in Garden City. Uh, slow start. Lady went, Lady Trojans down 23-5 at the end of the first 10 minutes. Uh, would not make their way back. Ariana Perez led the Trojans 10 points off the bench. They fell to 3-2. and two. Colby men got off to a solid start, unable to keep pace, though, with a very talented Garden City team, 73-56 in Garden. I'm going to butcher this poor kid's name. Sorry. Marco Meliknusik uh, led the Trojans with 21 points and 10. I don't know. You've if I'm, if you got to get me corrected on this. I, I would hate Malik to do it. Malik Malikanisik. There's no E in Nisik. It's Nusik. Uh, <laughs> Malikanisik. Nonetheless, he led the Trojans 21 points, 10 boards. Uh, they dropped to 4-3. and three. It's just different, folks. It doesn't matter who you play in the non-con, um, but if you're playing junior junior varsity squads, if you're playing these other schools, they just the the Jayhawk conference is another animal, um, and you can definitely see how teams were not ready in the first half to to play against Jayhawk conference foes, dug themselves holes they could not dig out of. They'll have a chance to rebound again on Tuesday uh, when both Colby Community College Northwest Tech are at home for their home openers in conference play. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes, but uh, the conference, the Jayhawk conference, is a bear. It's an absolute bear, night in and night out. That's why it's considered the best JUCO basketball conference in the country. Uh, we'll see how the how our JUCO, how Colby and Northwest Tech respond. But a very tough opening weekend for them, going 0 and 4, uh, and all of them losing by double figures uh, in those losses as well. So tough one. So anyway, you got another loser of the weekend, real quickly, Christian. I do, and I can I can hit this real quickly. Uh, it's the Chargers. I think enough is said just by saying <laughs> the Chargers. By I mean, every week it feels like on this show we talk about this team has so much talent, and I hate to do this. I mean, you know as well as I do, working in media, you talk to coaches an awful lot, you talk to players an awful lot, and then all of this stuff on social media of going right for somebody's head and calling for a job becomes a lot harder because all these people are humanized to you. But like I said, I hate doing this. They're people too. Brandon Staley, uh, at what point can he no longer do anything for your football team? He calls their defensive plays. Uh, and ref he's been asked about this for multiple weeks in a row and continues, of course, to call plays for uh, statistically the worst defense in the league. He's 23 and 21 as a head coach. The Chargers have so much talent and uh, they they never seem to execute, and players, uh, especially talented ones, not executing for you, dropping Justin Herbert passes. I think there were seven drops from 
Charger receivers, Austin Eckler had a goal line fumble. When you're very talented players, don't execute. That's not on the coach. But I think week over week and year over year, there's not a whole lot of other people that this can fall on. No, I mean, look, Brandon Staley, if he's not gone at the end of this year, I'll be shocked. Uh, he's been not very good. And all the talent that they possess on that football team, and we've talked about this how many times, it's probably the most talented football team that doesn't win. I mean, just go up and down their roster of players that other franchises would love to have, including their quarterback. But that they've got, they have to get a coach in there who knows what he's doing. They have to find someone because it ain't working right now. And that's it. There's that is, they have wasted three years of of their quarterbacks of you know three years of Justin Herbert, who's a phenomenal All Pro type quarterback. They have an All Pro type running back. They have an All Pro type wide receiver. Two of them, although the Chargers continue to seem to have a lot of injury issues, especially Mike Williams. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's a humongous thing. That they have underperformed. We all know it. Everybody knows it. They know it. And there's only one way, and there's only really one finger to point. And that is at the coach. So yeah, I would agree. I mean, Chargers are a loser almost every weekend. They should be up there with the Chiefs. <laughs> they're near the top of the AFC. They should be at the top. They should be it, but they're right. not. And I think they are really, honestly, a decent coach away from being there. That's my opinion. My final loser of the weekend, <sighs> Nebraska football. Nebraska loses to Wisconsin in a heartbreaker in overtime, 24-17. Nebraska led 14-0 in this ballgame, folks. It all looked like as if Nebraska was going to get to that elusive sixth win, only to see it lose. If you want to know how, why Ross Volkmer has gray hair, it's not because of his wonderful children. It's because of Nebraska football. Anybody know that Nebraska football in their last 31 score games is 1-29? and 29. Whoa. And there have been a majority Whoa. of those in the last three to four years. I'm pretty sure Nebraska football in the last four years, since my daughter was born, um, has pretty much uh, taken three or four years off my life. And I was in my basement watching this game along with the Kansas game. And when this game got over... I almost I had to excuse myself and, and go upstairs for a while. I almost thought I needed to go into the garage and go into my pickup and have a yelling fest. I really did. I was so mad. I could not believe that you were up by 14 and could not get a win. And, and now Nebraska, in order to make a bowl game, will have to go and beat Iowa at home, who's already clinched the Big Ten West and is playing with a lot more confidence now after really struggling through most of the season, but has now found it out. And if you want to know why Nebraska football has been such in a bad spot for many years, it's because of lack of de- lack of development of talent. And how do you develop anything, a skill or anything like that, Christian? You work at it. You practice at it. And if you don't go to a bowl game, you don't get 15 practices. And when you don't go to a bowl game now, it's the longest bowlless streak in the country. And when you don't go to a bowl game for... God, they went in 2016. So if you don't go for an eighth consecutive year, seventh or eighth consecutive year... You take that times 15, that's how many practices you have lost that you could be getting better at and improving your young talent, and it's not getting done. Horrible, horrible weekend uh, for Nebraska football. Who screwed up a great weekend in Nebraska athletics? Because women's soccer made it to the Elite Eight. Women's volleyball captured their first Big Ten volleyball regular season title since 2017. Men's basketball blew the doors off of Oregon State and South Dakota and what was a very interesting game. It was a great weekend in Nebraska athletics. But Nebraska football had to once again fumble it, even though they didn't turn the ball over until the very last play on a, on a Hail Mary-type deal. But, man, that was heart-wrenching, heart-wrenching. But once again, the stat of the day, 1-29 in 29 in their last 31-score games and have, not, and have been in seven overtime games since 2014, 
Is that right? 2014? I think that's right. Actually, might. Yeah. No, no. Since 2011, seven overtime games haven't scored a point. Not one point in overtime. These are all horrific stats. Horrific, horrific stats. So once again, Nebraska football, my last loser of the weekend. Okay, we got to get to our final break. Come back, wrap it up with the walk-off. You're listening to The Morning Blitz.